0: This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe, and if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your Coming Out Coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Thank you for being here for this episode with Carrie Jarislow. Carrie, thank you so much for hopping on.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Annie.
0: Yeah, it hasn't been too long since we did that little webinar together. That was a blast. So much
1: fun. I love <laughs> talking with you guys. It was so yeah. great.
0: yes, yes. So I knew you would be perfect um, on our podcast to, to talk to this audience. Um and let me introduce you a little bit more so people get a good vibe of who you are. Carrie Jaroslow is a best selling author, relationship coach, and soulmate expert who helps people go from heartbreak to soulmate by teaching them the secrets to finding and maintaining fulfilling, empowering relationships. Oh, Carrie, are you? On, I have got to ask, are you on TikTok yet? Because there's a lot of heartbreak there, they're needing you.
1: Oh, I've got to learn that. I need to take a lesson from you. You do awesome
0: TikToks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so I love it. So how long have you been a soulmate expert?
1: Yeah, gosh. Well, I have been learning about it for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I, you know, always had relationship problems uh, up until my divorce when I was uh, 36. I think it was. And at that point, I, you know, I, I'm honest, always on a self journey, uh, more of a spiritual journey. And so at that point, I had to figure out, you know, what was going on, why I was continually creating these unsuccessful, I guess you would call it relationships. Uh, and I really figured it out. I had a great coach, great energy healer, and we went into some super deep stuff that was in 2004. And ever since then, I've been really focused on what it was that I did to heal the relationship with my father and create very different relationships from that point on. And so the idea for my book came right after my divorce, it was going to be called divorcing differently, but it shifted in those (laughs) 16 years to why do they always break up with me? And it is really about going internal and really learning about me, not being a people pleaser, not having Mm -hmm. everyone else have to be happy instead of me being happy and focusing, Somewhat selfishly, but I call it sacred, s- sacredly selfish um, to understand who I am, what makes me tick, what I like, what I don't like, and what was keeping me in the way of really having my soulmate relationship, which I have now had and am in with my husband
0: mm-hmm. uh, and we've been together about 15 years. Oh, that's amazing. So night and day difference between your previous
1: night and day. And you know, my marriage was actually really good in a lot of ways. We were very good friends. We just were not great husband, wife, you know? So there was a lot that was there, but there was a lot that wasn't. We were not great sexual partners. We were not great husband and wife. We just had different goals. And then yes, my relationship with my husband now is something that I had always dreamed of, never thought was possible. And it came right into my life. He came right into my life.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. Um, So before we dive in any deeper, and I do want to ask you about, because I, you know, I can relate and I know a bunch of people can relate to what you're saying about, you know, your relationship. It wasn't horrible, but it's not what it is now. And, and sunk cost fallacy. I love to talk about sunk cost fallacy. So, but before we get there, um, what is, what is it that you do now? Yeah. So now
1: I do, I have an eight week relationship course where I lead people through the process that's in my book. The difference is, is that I work one-on-one with people. And so we get to really go into what is specifically going on with their circumstance. Then I'm also an intuitive and an energy healer. So things can, you can, they can sink in in your mind, right? I know that I, you know, this is because of my father and what my father did, but they also hold space energetically. And so that's what I do, is I actually go into the energetics of the body, of the cells, and pull that energy out, replace it with new beliefs. Um, and that, had, that was where I made the big shift because I knew in my mind a lot that was going on, but I didn't understand that it was really energetically within my body. Uh, and so I help people with that, that eight-week relationship course. And then I also do just single intuitive sessions where I do some reading, we do some coaching, I do some clearings, all of
0: that kind of stuff. Ah, I love that. I love mm-hmm. it. So uh, Carrie, <laughs> I was combining your names. You're now Jerry. <laughs> Carrie, um, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show and for being an ally. Can you tell me, tell me more about um, your experience? I know you've had, you know, experiences and involvement with the LGBTQIA community, Mm -hmm. you know, even as, as young as age 12, can you tell us a little bit about your experiences and journey and, and how you're an ally now?
1: Absolutely. So when I was 12, I was, I was involved in theater from the time I was seven, but when I was 12, I did some professional theater work outside of DC and I was in a dinner theater production. And I remember um, it was just, it's a very strong memory. Uh, I was you know, just learning about sexuality at that point. And I was at a rehearsal and I saw a guy and I thought he was really cute. And someone said, oh, well, he likes boys and girls. And I said, oh, I didn't know that there was such a thing. That's cool. Um, And and so I've been in theater my whole life and actually did it professionally before I doing what I did now. And that was always a part of my life and love, just love the openness and the blurring of lines. I just think that's so important, especially today, the blurring of lines. We need to blur lines more um, in terms of, um, everything, ethnicity, race, you know, culture. Um, and so now I own a vineyard and winery. That's my day job here in North Carolina. Beautiful.
0: Yes,
1: It's amazing. We do a lot of weddings and probably 50% of our weddings are LGBTQ
0: weddings. And it is
1: so important to us because in this area, what we're finding is, is that it's not always accepted. We have couples come to us and they're so upset because either venues have hung up on them or say, we, you know, we won't do your weddings here. And it's just, it, it, we just don't even understand it. So I always tell couples that come here, we are here to create a safe space for you, for you and your family to come here. We've even had couples who are not a part of the community, but who who have a lot of friends that are in the LGBTQ community. And they even ask us, will our friends feel like they can be Aww. welcome here? Absolutely a hundred percent. And so if you go on our website and we proudly boast, we, Put it on our website. You'll see a lot of pictures on our Facebook page and on our gallery that are all, you know, LGBTQ weddings. Um, So we proudly put it out there and I tell everyone just come here. Have your wedding here.
0: (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. And then I get to
1: officiate a lot of them. I forgot to say that. I officiate a lot of those weddings.
0: Amazing.
1: I love it. It is the way that I feel like I advocate for the community.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh yeah. We'll definitely have to add a link and we will get we need to get you on TikTok. Uh know, you gotta help me with that. There's <laughs> lots of people. Yes. I think I was talking to someone the other day from North Carolina.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, your, yeah. your people, they're ready to get married and to find you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you actually had some, um, great tips and advice on self-love. So I know with my community that I'm connecting with, um, that are people pleasers or coming out of the closet and they're struggling, most of them, when I first get to them and we meet, they're struggling with self-esteem. They really struggle with self-love and, and how to do it and what it looks like and if they even deserve that. So I know you have some wonderful um, advice for all of us. So take it away. I can't wait to hear.
1: Oh, awesome. So one of the biggest things that I have done in times of my life where I feel lost, because I have had them too specifically around being a mother. So I have two children, uh, they are now 12, (laughs) 12 (laughs) and seven. Um, but when they were three and seven, I was very lost because motherhood, as much as I love having my children, motherhood to small children did not, it was not natural for me. Um, I love this stage that they're at now. But at that point, it was not natural. I felt very lost. Mm -hmm. I read a lot of mom, you know, parenting experts. And all that advice did was help me to feel like a failure. Oh
0: no. I really,
1: and I didn't enjoy motherhood because I was judging myself. Comparison is the
0: of joy. Oh my yes. gosh.
1: You know, I should be doing this. My kids shouldn't be doing this. And I just felt like a big failure. And so at that point, I stepped away from everything and I developed a self-care practice. So I'm always done yoga for 25 years. I decided I was going to get on my mat every day for a minimum of three sun salutations. If you don't know yoga, that's three minutes. And I was just going to commit to doing that every day. And as I continued to do that through the first year, I also got off social media. I just wanted to quiet all the noise mm-hmm. and really understand what were my beliefs, what it I feel was going to work for my situation because everyone is different. And that time away, and I still do yoga, so I'm in my fifth year, um, and I've done it through injuries and sicknesses. So coming up with that self-care, Practice that you can show up every day to do is really important.
0: Yeah, three minutes, that's doable for everybody, right? right? I every, know. Even the people that say, I don't have the time.
1: I, exactly. It's the pressure of, I should do a 30 minute.
0: You yeah, know, it's more all shows more sh- comparisons. Yes.
1: Absolutely, more comparisons. So, all that to say that when I did that, I became more confident in who I was. And who i am and understood that i'm not the crafty mom i'm just not and you know what i and and i just learned to love that part of myself by saying instead of i'm not the crafty mom but what kind of mom am i
0: Mm. i'm
1: a mom who loves to talk about life with my kids loves to talk about um you know tell them how much i love them snuggle with them uh, you know, so coming up with the ways that I felt like were my contributions and, and my strengths as a mother, that helped me ground into my confidence that I did have something to give. And so I guess I would say that allow yourself to be yourself instead of judging I should be like this because this expert says I should be like this. And this expert says to be like this. And to do that, I have found a self-care practice is the thing that helps me understand myself, accept myself, love myself anyway. Even if I judge myself, I love myself. And then in that love comes the confidence that I can go out and say, and I go amongst my crafty moms who I could barely like look at, you know, when my like, kids are younger and I feel super confident saying, that's just not me. And I love that. That's you. I yeah. love that. That's you. So you want to take my kids for three hours and do some crafts with them? Cause I'll take them and do some yoga.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Mom trading. That's brilliant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I love that it. So many different, so many in, in every different part of our life to understand this is who I am. I'm going to love myself because I deserve that. I deserve that self-love. I deserve accepting myself because if I don't accept myself, no one else will.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, and that's where it starts, right? Mm-hmm. I know when I was in my um, marriage, I was a people pleaser. And then when I, I got divorced, I thought that would magically fix it, but I was still a people pleaser. <laughs> so the next relationship wasn't good either. Um, and it wasn't until I did that self-work and self-love and got to a place where I really knew myself and loved myself that I met my my soulmate. Um, so it's, you know, it's people like to skip that self-love part they just want to jump in and not, you know, I I have some friends and clients and lots of people that they don't like to be alone. They can't stand to be alone, like too much stillness or quiet time, just freak them out. They want to jump right into the next relationship. And it's that pause, right? Whether it's whether it's with kids or ourselves or relationships, having that pause to, to think or just take a moment and, and see what patterns am I continuing?
1: Absolutely. And that's what I say to my clients when I first start working with them. This is not the easiest route that we are about to travel. However, it is the one that is going to create the most permanent changes. You can sit there and decide that everyone else is the problem And you will keep experiencing the same kinds of relationships over and over again. I have seen it. I see it with a lot of people. But if you just take the moment and muster up all the courage that you can have and go inward and really look at it and figure it out, then you will create, just like you did, Annie. It's like, that, you know, it, it was, I wasn't even searching for my husband, but I had done the work
0: and I was in
1: that place. Right. He just (laughs) walked into my office. We knew each other before. Right. But he walked in he had gone through a divorce. I've gone through a divorce. He hugged me. And I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. Like I, I know I talked to my, some of my clients about this, that, you know, when once you do that work and you heal, you start to attract a different kind of person to you, mm-hmm. different, a different level, right? You're not down in that drama and where all that yuckiness sometimes lives. You get that chance. Um so I, I love it. Seems like, it seems like
1: magic. <laughs> yes. it, seems like magic
0: doesn't it? it does. Yes. Clearing it up. That's it's just so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. So we, I know before we hopped on, we I was ta- telling you, I was like, yeah, last week I felt like I hit a wall. I wasn't doing any of my self-care stuff. And then, you know, it's, it's funny how it, you know, you don't do it. And then, then you don't feel like doing it the next day and you don't feel like doing it the next day. And, and sometimes that's okay, right? To give yourself a break and a chance to do some um, shift. And, you know, and then this weekend I was like, okay, I, I do miss my, my self-care time in the morning because I'm up before anyone else and it's quiet and I can do whatever I want. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I do a lot of my main stuff and start the day off right for me. Um, and it's not the same without it, right?
1: Uh, and you know what's funny? See, self-care is so individualized because I am not a morning person.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I am
1: so impressed that you wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> I'm usually, because I, because some, a lot of times intuitives, uh, they wake up a lot during three, the three to five hour I have for 25 years. I am up in that three to five hour most nights. And so I go back to sleep and i just mornings are and then my kids wake up and then it's just a circus Mm -hmm. so for me my self-care happens at night and um when i talk when i lead my clients through self-care what i say is find something that you love so that it's not a chore so singing is a part of my self-care i love music i love singing because you know, with theater work, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on my own, because I like, you know, I wasn't actually on stage. I was behind the scenes, but I love singing songs. It just like so. You want to find something that makes you super happy, and then uh, find a minimum so that you stick to it. And I actually write mine down every single day. I do day one of, I started one of day 30, two of day 30, three of day 40, and just wrote down three sun salutations, 10 minute yoga class on YouTube, you know, that kind of thing. And then I extended it to a year. And then at the beginning of that second year, I extended it, you know, day 366 out of, you know, 700 and whatever. Uh, so yes. uh, and and so that helped me keep myself accountable because when you get to a high
0: number, <laughs> you you're like, I'm not
1: now. <laughs> but uh, again, something that sings to your heart makes you feel good. And then I tell people because there have been many times I did not want to go on my mat, and I'm on my mat for 10 minutes. So I'm like, I don't want to be here, but I still just
0: do it and just get that in my daily, you know, habit. Right, because sometimes we don't feel like it. And then you do it and you're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Usually I get on
1: my mat. It's like, oh, it's been 20 minutes. Wow. I did not feel like getting on my mat. (laughs) And then sometimes I really don't want to be there. And I make that okay. It's okay. It's okay that I didn't, I did my whole self-care practice. I didn't want to do it. And I finished it. And I feel like I wasn't even present. I still show up. And so that's been so great because my mat is the place where I, get a lot of like inspiration for writing or cry or, you know, I'm dealing with something hard. I get on my mat. I'm screaming, like crying. What give me some answers. I need some help. You know, it's a place where I laugh and rejoice. So it's just become kind of my little space. No one else is there and it's where I connect with myself
0: beautiful. Yes, so we all need uh, our our own little space. Um and I love, you know, how you're you're a night owl. I if I sit still at night, I will pass out. <laughs> Whether I'm just sitting up watching something with my kid or whatever. I'm like I can't save anything for night because I'm spent by that time. Um so I love I love that it's flexible and mm-hmm. um the lights finding me. <laughs> um and it's, and it's, you know, doing this for yourself. A lot of people have this thought of, you know, self-care is selfish because I'm taking time away from my family, but here, here's a great example. Um, a while back uh, I had made a, a, a playlist of music that pumps me up, that makes me smile. I love to sing with, and we call it mood shifter. And my daughter is on the last day of spring break and she, uh, she wanted to do each other's makeup, which we don't think we've ever done before. She's fourteen now, and I was like, oh, "Okay." And I was like, "Oh, what music do you want to listen to?" And she said, uh, "Let's listen to the Mood Shifter." I was like, "Great!" So it's just you know she can feel the energy behind good music, and it's something that you know as we lead our families and show good habits and healthy habits and you know, steer clear of drama or being on social media all the time, which I know we're there for, for work a lot, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. that it's, it, it gets passed on. And I think that's beautiful.
1: I think it does. My kids know that mommy needs her yoga And now my 12 year old's like, mom, did you do your yoga today? You can't miss a day now. Um,
0: (laughs) They're rooting you on. That's beautiful. They're
1: super supportive. And I think they see the importance of it. We have, it's just like, you know, the emergency uh, directions on a plane. You've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on another. We've got to fill it up. We can be so much more to the world, to our families, to other people, if we fill our own container. And that's why I say self-care is sacred. It is sacred. We need to do that. And it helps create those boundaries, I think in relationships of saying like, I have to come first in my Mm self-care. Then I can be more for you and more to you and more towards our family and whatever else our business and everything. So um, I think it's so important.
0: It is, it is. Is there anything else in terms of self-love and self-care that you want to share? Um,
1: I am actually talking about this in my social media this month about acceptance, self-acceptance, because to me, this is the foundation of
0: self-love. Mm, and sometimes me, self-love is too hard. Oh my gosh, so for it's sure. It's a place to jump into.
1: Absolutely. Because we have, we are judgmental about who we are. A lot of the times, a lot of the times the judgments come to us. In fact, I think all of the time, the judgments are with us. And if we can go through that self-acceptance practice, that is step one in my practice is accepting all the feelings that I have, even the achy feelings. Yeah. Even the things like, like, I should not feel that way, but I do. Well, if we resist that, what you resist persists. Carl Jung said it, what you resist mm-hmm. persists. So if we resist it and I shouldn't feel that way, I shouldn't feel that way. I shouldn't feel, well, it's going to bubble up. And either if we push it down, it's going to show up in our world yeah. or it's going to show up in this resistance within ourselves. And so if we just allow ourselves to say, Okay. I feel this way and it's okay. That's the mantra I teach. I feel this way and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It allows us the tiniest little release of that resistance to allow us to go in a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, that's a good mantra. Say it one more time.
1: Yeah. So even I say, um, I feel, Uh, frustrated this morning because I've had no quiet space and it's okay.
0: It's
1: okay. It's okay. It's okay okay that I feel frustrated in this moment.
0: Thank you. That was amazing. So many wonderful takeaways. Mm -hmm. Find your space, right? Find some habits that you can stick to and, you know, write them down. So you have those streaks going, whether it's marble in a jar or an mm-hmm. app or in a journal. And so you can have some accountability and include your kids. They'll help you yeah. cheer you on. Um, Carrie, you mentioned your group um, and something you were doing where, where can people find that group?
1: Yeah. So, um, so the, you can find me, Carrie That's my website and you can read about all of the services that I have. Uh, so if you were interested in that relationship course, I always love to talk to people first, just make sure that I feel like I can help you because I never want to enter into a relationship with the people I work with. If I feel like I can't help you. So we talk about it and then we can go from there, or we could just do a single intuitive session, but you can find everything on my website. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook and post a lot of tips and, uh, you know, uh, help videos and things like that to help people. And I, maybe I'll be on TikTok soon.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, You totally should. Totally should. All right. And I will include all of that information in the show notes so they can just click on it and make it nice and easy. So for our fun, easy go and silly question for the day, what are you watching?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't get to watch that much, but I
0: will tell you the
1: show that mm-hmm. I am into is This Is Us. Yes, I love that I love show. It. it makes me cry every single every single time we get to the last five minutes, and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't cry this episode, but nope, something happens. <laughs> <They> <laughs> <do> something.
0: <laughs> There's always something. I love I love a good show. Cry. I don't know about you, but like, I I'm like do. that's a good show if I can and cry.
1: This, oh gosh, and those characters are so amazingly developed and the actors are so, I love good acting, obviously as a director, I love to watch good acting. And so I try to get that show in at least every week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. All right, Carrie, thank you so, so much for being on and letting us have some of your time. Can't wait to find you on TikTok, of course, and, <laughs> and share all of your, all of your stuff. And um, is on your kerryjaroslow.com. Is there a link to your, your winery as well in your venue?
1: No, there isn't. That's, a, I know it's two separate businesses. Kind oh, of
0: well, you'll have to send me the link so I can add it to the show notes for everybody.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's Elkin Creek Vineyard in Elkin, North Carolina.
0: Oh, cool. Yes. We got it. We got to share that.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening to the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Please check out the show notes on how to reach out and other great resources for support groups and more. If you haven't heard this today, I love you and yes, you are enough in all the ways. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.